Hey, this is Ken Finnan at Capital Advantage Tutoring, and it's my job to get you past this Series 7. Series 7 top-off, Series 7 exam, whatever you want to call it. How do I get past the Series 7 exam? Come on here. This is my free Series 7 exam project. I'm trying to make it so that people who can't really afford the lessons or the classes still have access to some sort of help. Not as much as a tutor would help, but I think it should help, and I explain stuff pretty well. So I've gone through six already, and we're gonna keep going. I'm trying to get through the whole Series 7 exam from A to Z as a great supplement to your studies, whether you're using Kaplan, Pass Perfect, Achievable, STC, whatever else. Um, who else is there? There's training consultants, all these, we can all help you. So this episode is gonna be about treasuries, the G-Man, the big one, the big kahuna, the ones who, they, they, I don't even know what I'm saying, but they're gonna be good. I can't even think of something funny to say, other than that's the federal government. Stuff issued by the federal government. If I don't even, if I have a heart attack and die before I finish the video, one thing you have to remember about treasuries, they have no default risk. Okay, let's get going. Let's start off with the bottom. T-bills, T-notes, T-bonds, tips and strips, and TMBs, but I don't care about them. So bills, no, remember this, bills, notes, bonds, tips, and strips. It like flows off your mouth. T-bills, T-notes, T-bonds, tips, and strips. Okay, so T-bills, they're the shortest type of bonds there are. They're the, of, of treasury bills there are. There's T-bills, T-notes, T-bonds, tips, and strips. So T-bills are shortest, okay? They're one month, three month, six months, or a year, or they can do... 30 day, 90 day, 180 day, 365, or they could even do by weeks, four, 13, 26, and 52 weeks. The shorter they are, the cheaper, the less money you're gonna make, the longer they are, the more. You're still not making a lot of money because there's no default risk. And the T-bills are considered the risk-free rate of return. So the rate is very low. And if you really have to pick one, the 90 day T-bill is actually what they use for the risk-free rate of return. But since this bond is so short, the T-bills are so short, they're under a year or a year or less, they don't have time to pay every six months. So they're issued at a discount. So they're called non-interest bearing or, or zero coupons, okay? They do have interest. So I, I don't like saying they're non-interest bearing, but you do get interest, it's just at the end. And they also have to quote it differently. They, they don't do the percentage of par. Like when you buy a bond at 90, you're buying it at you know $900. They don't do that. They quote it as a discount yield. So they quote it at, you're going to buy it at the discount from par. So let's try this. Okay, so when we quote T-bills, it's discount from par. So what happens is you'll see that, you'll see a bid looking like this. And it looks now you will not be able to see this on the screen, but if you want, go check out my YouTube channel and you can. But just to explain, on a T-bill, the bid will look higher than the offer because like a, we have a 2% bid and a 1% offer. So that's why T-bills look different because the bid is gonna look higher than the offer. Let's get back to it. It's a little weird of you normally, you're used to seeing, normally you're used to seeing the, um, the bid is lower than the ask and it actually is, it just doesn't look that way. So here you see the bid and the ask, this is the bid right here. Okay, that's the bid and that's the ask or the offer. So it looks weird that two is higher than one, but it's actually not. Because think about this. If you buy a bond, what's 2% of a thousand? So 2% of a thousand is $20. So what happens is you're buying the bond at 980. 
And then if it's 1% of a thousand is $10, so you're buying it 990. So they're saying is how much below par you're buying it for. So when you think of T-bills and you say, oh, you're buying it at 2%, buying, buying at 2%, you're buying it 2% below par, which is gonna be $20 because 2% of a thousand is 20. So 20 below par is 980. And then if you're buying it 1%, it's gonna be 1%, which is $10 of $10. That's 1% of a thousand. So that's why it looks like this, okay? So it looks, they're gonna quote it this way, not this way. But that's why it looks like 2% is higher than one, but it's actually not because the bid is you're paying less. Now, what's interesting is that they're quoting it as a percentage of par. So you're making $20 out of $1,000, that's 2%. But that's not really what you earn. If you think about it, bring out the handy dandy calculator and you make $20, off of a $980 investment, your actual yield is 2.04. So your real yield is actually higher because they're quoting it at a par, but you didn't pay par. So you're actually earning 2.04%. You're earning a little bit more. So if you compare a 2% T-bill to a 2% regular bond, the 2% T-bill actually pays a little bit more. Hope that helps a little bit. And before I move on, why do you buy T-bills? To park your money, right? That's the only reason. You're buying it for safety. You're not looking for income. You're looking to park your damn money. I need money in a year, six months, eight months, whatever it is, you buy. Now, eight months seems weird that it wouldn't be, like it wouldn't work, but you buy a six-month and then a two-month, okay? Remember, you never buy a product that ends after you when you need it. So if you need money in seven months, you don't buy the one-year T-bill. It doesn't work. You buy a six-month and then you buy a one-month maybe, but you never go beyond. You never buy a product beyond where you're gonna, where you need the money because there's liquidity issues. What if things change before you do it? You can't get out of the money. So remember, T bills are only for safety. Safety, not income. Okay, parking your money. Okay, so now let's go a little longer. We got T notes and T bonds. They're kind of the same thing. It's just the maturity is different, right? So T notes are two to ten years. T notes are two to ten years, while T bonds are up to thirty. They have a minimum, all of these treasuries have a minimum denomination of 100. So you could buy a $100 one. We always say par is 1,000, but you can have a minimum denomination. You could buy a $100 one. So you keep that in mind. Okay, so now T-notes, T-bonds. T-notes are two to 10. T-bonds are longer term. They're up to 30 years. Since they're longer, they do pay a coupon, okay? They pay a coupon there, but we'll get to that. Now, they're issued at what they call book entry. What the hell's book entry mean? It's in the book. That means your name's in the computer. You're not actually going to get certificates. You will not get, if you buy a T-note at auction or even from another person, you're not going to get a piece of paper saying, hey, here's your T-note. It's all going to be on a computer. You can probably go on treasurydirect.gov, get an account, buy them, and they'll be listed there. Okay. Now, as far as pricing goes, it's different than the T-bill. They actually are percentage of par. Let's do it. Okay, so if you see a quote that says either a decimal or a dash, so if you see a decimal or a dash, it has to be a treasury. Now, what's interesting, corporate bonds are an eighths, one eighth, three eighths, a half, quarter, all that stuff. Same with munis, okay? Unless, of course, it's a, a different, a, a, oh my God, unless, of course, it's a serial bond and then it'll be done on a basis. But these, so just so you can understand what's on the screen, again, check out the YouTube channel, is that I've written out 98-25, or 98 period dot 25. Both of those means it's 98 with 25, 30 seconds, same thing. So if you see a decimal or a dash, it's a treasure. And that's what I'm saying here, that what I wrote down is 98.25, 98 
or 98-25. It's really the same thing. It's just two different versions. Let's get back to it. 98 and a quarter. This is not 98 and a quarter. It looks like it, but it's not. It's actually 98 and 25, 30 seconds. All treasuries, T-notes, T-bonds, are quoted in 30 seconds. Not 30 seconds the time, 30 seconds the number, okay? So this is really uh, hidden behind this. You won't see it, but it's really hidden. 32. Same thing. So if you see, they could quote it either way. So if you see a decimal or a dash, it's not a corporate. It is absolutely a treasury, okay? So if you see a decimal or a dash, it is absolutely a treasury. So it's 98 and 25, 30 seconds. So let's figure out how much this is. Let's do that. I think I did it in the other one too, but let's do it. So 25 divided by 32 is 0.718. So this is how I do it. Makes it so easy. 0.718, no, 0.71. Two, five. You don't have to do all that stuff. But now what I do is I just I have that number and I do plus whatever the full is. So plus 98. Boom, that's 98.78. Okay, so I'll put that there. If you do it on the calculator, you don't have to go crazy. 98, Sarah, it's 98.718. And then you just move the decimal to the right ones or just times 10, either way. So this would be 987.81, 81 cents. You only have to go out two decimals. So that's how you quote them. So let's try a new one, just make sure we're all okay. So let's say you buy a bond at 101-04. You guys try it. I'll wait. Ah, just hit pause. I'm not going to wait. So that's really 430 seconds. So I'm going to do 4 divided by 32 equals 0.125. I'm going to add 101 to it. And that gives me 101.125. And then I'm going to move the, I'll write it down. So I'll do it here. So it's 101 point a hey, my touch screens are killing me right okay 101.125 then i just move the decimal over once a little decimal dance if you want to call it my old teacher said 1011.25.25 there you go that's how much one that see they don't even look the same at least with unis and treasury i mean unis and corporates they look the same here they don't 101 and 430 seconds is this. Now, then when you're done with that, then you just multiply it times it times it. When you get this number and then you want to know how much you paid, you just do this number times how many bonds you are. So if it's 100 M bonds, you do that times 100, okay? Because remember, if you see this, if you see like 100 M bonds, that's not 100 million, that's $100,000 worth of bonds. And all bonds are really a thousand, so really you're talking a hundred bonds. You divide, you can, if you really want to do it, divide by a thousand, that equals a hundred bonds. Or just take the M off, either way. There you go, that's the pricing on it. So T notes and T bonds are like normal bonds, okay? Other than the no default part and the 30 second part, so I guess they're not really like normal bonds, but they pay every six months. They pay their interest semi-annually just like corporates and just like munis. So, and if we have to do the accretion stuff, I'll put it up here so you can work on it and go from there. Doubt they're really gonna ask you about it. Okay, so what, one of the bigger risks of buying treasuries, since there's no default risk, the coupon's gonna be really low. Like I think now they're still under 1%, which is almost like losing money, especially with inflation up around 15% really. So they made another one called the TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protection Security, TIPS, T-I-P-S. It's a regular bond, except for every period or every quarter, it adjusts the par value for inflation. 
So tips have no default risk and they have no inflation risk because they adjust for inflation. Let's let me show you how they do it. Remember, they don't do the coupon, okay? They don't adjust the coupon. They adjust the par value. So let's say we have a, a 4% tips. We'll call it that tips, okay? 4% tips is paying what? What are we paying? How much does that pay me a year? That should be 40 bucks a year, okay? Now let's say inflation is crazy. Well, it's not that crazy. It goes up by 10% this year, okay? We're actually losing money. So what they do is they go, okay, you're at 10%. We're gonna raise the, the par value by 10%. So now 10% of a thousand is a hundred. So the new par value is now 1100. It's still, the coupon doesn't change. So it's still a 4% coupon of 1100. 4% of 1100 is 44 bucks. That's how much you're gonna get every year. So it's 20, $22 every payment. Now that'll change every, every time it changes because inflation changes every quarter. So that's what's gonna change. Now, what's interesting, this extra value, the IRS goes, oh, you made an extra 100. That 100 bucks is taxable. They get you, IRS gets you in every way. Now, but the good thing is, and then when you and when it matures, whatever this number is adjusted to, you'll get, but it'll be never less than a thousand. So let's say there's deflation, which has never really happened, and the actual par value goes to 900 when it matures, you'll still get the thousand. So that's a good, you're guaranteed the thousand dollars back. So here you have no default risk and you don't have inflation risk, but you have all the other risks. Okay, so let's talk about the strips. Okay, the strips are not where you're going after you pass. Okay, strips are long term zero coupon like the T-bills, but they're long-term. So what happens is you're not getting paid every year. You buy it at a deep, deep discount and you get par at the end. It could be 30 years old they could be 15, 20, whatever it is. They are strips. They're issued by the government at a discount. So if you say, oh, again, I disagree because the rates are so low, but if you have a kid going to college in 18 years, you can buy an 18 year strip. So you buy it for like 400 bucks when they're born and it'll be a thousand dollars when they go to their first year of college, he or she. So what happens is you, you buy it at, say, 400 bucks. Maybe you buy 10 of them for 400 each. And then what happens is when, when they go to college at 18, boom, you have, you know, however much it is. What is it? I can't count. $10,000, right? 10 of them? Yeah. Okay. You spend four and you have 10 at the end. The rate isn't that good. That's the problem. And here's the other issue. As it goes up, they're going to make you accrete it, okay? Because OIDs, you must accrete. So that means every year they accrete it, you're going to have to pay taxes on that, okay? So you're going to have to pay taxes on that. So where do you do? You put it in like a, you know, in a, in a covered L or an IRA or something and let it grow or some sort of tax deferred account. You can't do 529 because you can't do individual securities. But if you put it in a tax deferred account, you don't have to pay taxes on it, maybe even to the end. Or if you do it with a Roth, then you don't have to pay taxes at all. There is another one called a treasury receipt. What that is, that's a broker dealer or a bank buying treasuries, stripping them in half and selling them as the same thing as strips. So basically they'll buy two bonds, they'll buy a bond, strip it in half, and then sell each of them at a deep discount. And then at the end of the maturity, you get your money back. That's what it, you get your money back plus whatever it is. So you buy the 300, you get a thousand at the end. So that's a treasury receipt. The big thing is strips are issued by the government, receipts, are issued by banks or broker dealers or in institutions. Now, what risk do we have? Strips have no reinvestment risk. Why? Because there's nothing to fucking reinvest. You're not getting it to the end. They do have inflation risk. They do have interest rate risk. They have a shitload because remember the rule, long and low, right? Long-term bonds and low coupon move the most. You can't get lower than zero. Long, so these are long-term. T-bills aren't that volatile because why? They're short-term. 
But strips or long-term and low coupon, super volatile, almost the most volatile of bonds. Any kind of long-term zero is very, very volatile. Okay, so say you want to buy a treasury, boom, you buy them from the federal government. Okay, so the government runs an auction, whether weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever it is, all the books have it. I've never seen a question where they ask. But what they do is they do an auction. So you buy it, and there's two types of bids. There's competitive, and then there's non-competitive. So let's see if we can get a little picture going on what it looks like. Okay, so when we do the auction, we set it up. Let's, let's say the federal government wants to sell $8 billion worth of bonds. Again, making up numbers, it's all hypothetical. I'm just showing you, for example, numbers are going to be way bigger than this. So now non-competes are what like we, we would do, like retail people. We go on treasurydirect.gov and we say, this is what we want. So boom, we, we say we want $3 billion, okay? I put a little B, but whatever. So not us personally, but all in aggregate, we're all going to have, we want $3 billion. We're guaranteed because we're not putting a coupon on it. We're not saying what we're willing to accept. We're saying we just want treasuries. So we're guaranteed to be issued. Okay. So we're guaranteed. So since we're guaranteed, we're going to take $3 billion off the top. That leaves us $5 billion left to be auctioned off. Then the treasury is going to look at that. They do the auction of all the primary dealers. These are all primary dealers, all people that have been allowed to be bidding and dealing with the federal government as far as trading and stuff. So now, when we issue this, the issuer wants to pay as little as possible. They want to pay the lowest coupon. So they're going to find the lowest. This isn't super necessary for the exam to know the picture, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. What I have listed is JP Morgan wants $2.5 billion with a 1.5% coupon they're willing to accept. Goldman wants $2 billion with a 1.8% coupon they're willing to accept. Credit Suisse wants $2 billion with one9 and then Jeffries wants half a billion with 1.7% they're willing to accept. Use those numbers and you can follow along. But again, even if you don't, you can probably just move on and just get the overall gist. Thanks a lot. Let's coupon and work their way up. All of these bids are what they want to buy and what coupon they're willing to accept. Like JP Morgan is willing to pay 1.5. Credit Suisse doesn't want anything less than 1.9. So they the, the lowest coupon they'll be willing to accept is 1.9. The lowest they're willing to accept is 1.5. It would never be this big. You're probably off on fractions difference, but I'm just doing it to explain it. So the issuer, meaning the federal government, will start with the lowest one. So they got JP Morgan. That's two and a half billion they want. So that means we now have 2.5 left, okay? Then we go to the next one up, Jeffries. That's, they only want half a billion at 1.7. So, so now a total of 3 billion is sold. That leaves us 2 billion. So now we go to Goldman. Goldman is at 1.8, that's the next lowest. They fill out the auction, that's a total of $5 billion worth of bonds sold. And everyone gets this, this is called the stop price. Even Jeffries and JP Morgan, they will all get 1.8%. Average stop price, whatever it is. So this is like a Dutch auction where, boom, every that once we get to the point where we, we've gotten all the bonds sold, we stop counting and Credit Suisse gets nothing. So we'll, again, just so we have a little visual. JP Morgan's good, Jeffrey's good, Goldman's good, and Credit Suisse gets nothing. Now, again, I'm simplifying. There's multiple bids at multiple levels, but I'm showing you how it works. So we start at the bottom and work our way up, and that's where we are. Okay.
Okay, that's it for treasuries. It's not that big. You can watch my SAE one. We can go into it, do questions, stuff like that. Not super big, actually. Okay, so before we jump out of this, next video will be the agency stuff. I'm not going to do it in one thing. So let's talk about the suitability on this stuff, okay? So if you buy a treasury, so if you hear somebody say, I need safety, boom, you're thinking treasuries, okay? Every time when you hear the word safety, treasuries, then you go to the next thing, okay? So let's say they want a very, very, very short, short time. They want to park their money for a very short time, T-bills, stuff like that. If they if they want a longer term and they want income, maybe T-notes or T-bonds, depending on how long they are, do not give T-bonds and T-notes to 40 and 50-year-olds. They have 40 to 50 years of living. It's not worth it because the coupon's very, very low. Now, but the thing about treasuries, all of the treasuries, the one risk none of them have is default risk. So, so all of them start with safety. That's why safety is the first thing. Safety and park your money, T-bills, safety and income, T-notes and T-bonds. If they want safety and income and they're worried about inflation, they will get tips, okay? So if they want safety and income, but they're worried about inflation, they have to say the word inflation because tips will be issued at a lower coupon than the regular ones because it's a benefit you're adding for the investor. Then if they want to invest, but they need money at a future date, like what they call target days, target investing, where I need money when they're 18 or 10 years or 20 years, and I don't need income now, maybe do strips or receipts. So receipts aren't really issued by the government, but they perform the same functions. Maybe they buy a strip. Again, FINRA loves it for college savings or target-based investing. I disagree a little bit. So let's make sure we got this. Treasuries have no default risk. T-bills have no risk. T-notes and D-bonds have interest rate risk and inflation risk and reinvestment risk. Tips have no default risk. They have no inflation risk, but they do have some interest rate risk because interest rates go with inflation. They have reinvestment risk, okay? And we go down to the next one, strips have no default risk, no um, no reinvestment risk because there's nothing to reinvest, but they definitely have a lot of interest rate risk because they're long-term and low coupon. Okay, guys, that's treasuries. I'm going to do agencies. Next one is agencies. I'll talk about the link here, stuff like that, so we can get it. Let's do this. Read the book. Wash your hands. Please like, subscribe.